The views, opinions, and findings contained in this podcast are of those of the host and subject matter experts. They should not be construed as official Department of Defense positions, policies, or decisions unless designated by other official documentation. Hi, welcome to Clinical Updates in Brain Injury Science Today, or CUBIST, a podcast for healthcare providers about current research on traumatic brain injury, also known as TBI. This program is produced by the Defense and Veterans Brain Injury Center, otherwise known as DIVBIC. I'm your host today, Amanda Gano. Today, I'll be speaking with Dr. Don Marion about a recently published article on traumatic brain injury. Dr. Marion is a neurosurgeon and TBI subject matter expert at DIVBIC. Don and I will discuss a study entitled Sideline Concussion Assessment, The Current State of the Art by John Yu and colleagues and published in the journal Neurosurgery, September of 2020. Hi, Don. Thanks for bringing this article to our attention today. Can you tell me a little bit about this study? Sure, Amanda. As you know, in the military, it's very important that we get it right when doing a field assessment of a service member suspected of having a concussion. If we send them back to the fight before they have fully recovered, and if they sustain a second concussion, their subsequent recovery will be more prolonged, and the risk for long-term or even permanent neurologic damage is increased. Although the article we are discussing today is about the sideline evaluation of sport-related concussion, the concerns about accurate diagnosis and a second injury before recovery from the first are similar. Indeed, the Standardized Assessment of Concussion, or SAC, that is embedded in the MACE II was initially devised and validated for the sideline assessment of college football players. In the present study, Dr. Yu and colleagues summarized the current state-of-the-art concussion evaluation tools. They focus on the feasibility, utility, generalizability, and challenges to implementation of each device or technique. Dr. Yu is in a unique position to write this paper, Amanda, because he is the senior neurosurgery resident at University of California at San Francisco, who works directly under Dr. Mitchell Berger, who is the team neurosurgeon for the San Francisco 49ers, and also Dr. Jeff Manley, who is the team neurosurgeon for the Oakland Raiders, or at least the former Oakland Raiders before they moved. Yeah, Don, I absolutely agree that it's so important to have an effective concussion assessment for our military service members. And I think looking at studies like this one in the sports community is a great way to stay up to date on the literature and the new assessments that may be being developed. Could you just remind our listeners what the MACE-2 is? Sure, Amanda. The MACE-2 is the Military Acute Concussion Evaluation uh, Tool Number 2, which is an acute assessment tool for all medically trained personnel who treat service members involved in a potentially concussive event. The MACE-2 incorporates current state-of-the-science traumatic brain injury assessments, including a symptom scale, balance assessment, a cognitive assessment, or the SAC, and the Vestibular Oculomotor Screening Tool, or the VOMS. Great. Thanks, Don. I know that there are a lot of different kinds of tests out there that claim to provide objective evidence of a concussion. But, you know, when you really look at the data, often those tests only tell you if there is an intracranial injury that would appear on a CT scan, so not really a concussion. So I'm curious what these researchers found. Um, sure, Amanda. So Dr. Yu was able to categorize all available sideline assessment tools as those with proven efficacy, inconclusive efficacy, and research tools, or those that are really not ready for prime time. 
The current sideline tests with proven efficacy are, number one, the Standardized Concussion Assessment Tool, or SCAT, and its components, including the SAC, the Post-Concussion Symptom Scale, the BESS and MBESS, and the Tandem Gait Test. I would point out, Amanda, that all of those are included in the MACE-2. The SCAT-3 and SCAT-5 are the most validated and most utilized sports concussion assessment tools in the United States and Europe. Their individual components also are validated, and it is important to point out, as I said before, that the SAC, post-concussion symptoms and balance, are a part of the MACE. The King-Devitt test has also undergone rigorous validation. Current sideline tests with inconclusive efficacy are head impact sensors, the VOMs, eye tracking, mobile and tablet applications, and all of these primarily because the sensitivity and specificity of most of these applications are not available. Biomarkers such as GFAP and UCHL1 are considered research tools with some evidence suggesting possible use in the near future. So what were their methods for determining how to categorize the tools as having had proven efficacy, inconclusive efficacy, or research tools? Good question, Amanda. Um, The investigators only considered the study as proven efficacy, or clinically ready, if you will, if it had been previously validated against a gold standard. The SCAT-3 and SCAT-5, as well as their components, and the King-Devick test have been validated. None of the others uh, were considered to have been validated, and that's why they were placed in those categories. Mm, Interesting. So, you know, Don, it does seem like some of the concussion assessment technologies that I'm familiar with are missing from this list. I too noticed that, and of course, MACE2 was not discussed. In addition, there were a number of protein biomarkers that were not mentioned, including neurofilament light protein, S100B, and tau. I suspect that their exclusion was related to a lack of currently available point-of-care assays for them. Imaging biomarkers such as MRI, DTI, PET, or fMRI are not mentioned because this paper was focused on sideline evaluation methods. That makes sense. So what were some of the limitations of this study, Don? Uh, Interestingly, Dr. Yu actually uh, noted that they're not considering the MACE or the routine concussion screening in the military as a limitation. And he emphasized that the focus of these sideline assessment tools has been on the evaluation of concussion and not on return to play decision making. The same tools are likely to be valid for both, however, and this should be a focus of future studies. Also, I caution that just because a point-of-care sideline assessment for GFAP currently exists does not necessarily mean that GFAP should be considered the optimal protein biomarker for concussion. Yeah, that's good to point out. It seems like there is more to come on this. So what are the key takeaways for this study? So I think that despite the introduction of multiple new and innovative technologies over the last several decades, the most validated and trusted methods currently used for the sideline evaluation of sport-related concussion involves a careful and systematic assessment of symptoms and cognition and a careful neurologic examination that includes an assessment of balance. While these assessments are all part of the SCAT tool that is used in sports, they also are contained in the MACE 2. Great. Thanks, Don. So that's all that we have time for today. You can stay up to date on future episodes by subscribing to Cubist on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts, where you can also find links to the articles we discuss and other relevant resources. 
Cubist is produced and edited by Vinnie White and was hosted today by me, Amanda Gano. It is a product of the Defense and Veterans Brain Injury Center, led by Division Chief Captain Scott Pine, Medical Corps, United States Navy. Thank you for listening to this episode. Next time, we will discuss TBI research getting attention in the mainstream press.